dwelling in the darkest depths of the mind. It's time for Mark D. Valenti and Brain Burrow. Hello, everyone. This is Mark D. Valenti, and this is another episode of Brain Burrow. This is one of our Digging Deep sessions where we have a chance to talk to our guest. Our guest has a chance to talk about themselves. What do they fear? What do they value? What do they want for themselves? And you as a listener and viewer have a chance to say, how does this apply to me? So I'm extremely pleased to have on the show today, Ms. Jessica Morris, and I'm going to hand it over to her by asking her the very open-ended question, who exactly is Jessica Morris? Oh, wow. That's a very broad question. And I, you know, I'm working on answering that every day of my life. Um, who am I? You know, I'm, I'm someone who um, loves to be creative and tell stories and in doing that, I hope to connect with other people and inspire them to tell their own stories. Yeah, that's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a very powerful and a short answer, but very powerful as well. So I want to dig a little bit deeper and ask you, why is it important to tell those stories? I'm not sure really why it's important. It just has always felt important to me. Um, yeah, like, you know, the everyday life, sometimes, um, like on a day-to-day basis, um, people live kind of on a very surface level, I find. Um, you know, there's small talk and there's, um, you know, you just have to go, you have to be a normal member of society and do the things you're supposed to do. But there's this other thing happening underneath, like your true feelings and thoughts and questions and, and I when I can do a job that kind of allows me to, to go there without it being inappropriate or weird, it's just kind of cathartic for me. Hmm. Well, that's an extremely powerful statement as well, right? And you're right in identifying that most of the time people are just at the surface and it's, you're, you know, you're in an elevator, you're like, how's the weather? How are things going? Blah, blah, blah. But you're interested in digging a lot deeper. But clearly there's a motivation to do that. So again, why? Why is that important? Because you could just be at the surface like everybody else, but you're choosing to dig deeper. Why is that important to you? You know, the why is, is, a, is a good question, and I don't know if I have the answer for that. Um, it's just something, like I said, that I've always felt the desire to do. Um, I, you know, I just always felt the need to, to connect in that way, I guess. I don't know why, really. It's just who I am. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with not always identifying the why and just doing it, which says a lot, right? So why is the... But the other question I have is, so you're in film, you're in television, you're out there. How does that connect to that goal of digging deeper? Like, why why are you doing that specifically? I mean, you can do a lot of things. It's just the way, way that I've found that works for me. Um, you know, at a young age... I, I used to dance and that was like a way to express myself. Um, but then I discovered acting and, and that even, you know, hit harder for me um, where I found when I'm, when I'm acting, when I'm in a scene with someone, I'm connecting with the other actor and I'm also sort of connecting with this more intimate side of myself, like um, allowing, you know, different feelings and thoughts to come in and sort of being a channel in certain moments for things and, and it just makes me feel like I'm fully present 
and connected with life and with everything. And sometimes, honestly, it's kind of cheesy, but like in certain scenes for me, it feels almost spiritual, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Well, okay. I'm not going to let that sit like that. Um, it's not cheesy. It's actually pretty powerful to say about the spiritual connection. So talk more about that. What does it make you feel? Like when I'm in the zone, mm-hmm. you know, in a scene and I'm really connected with another actor. Yeah. It's almost like this, this channel just opens up and it's, it's like I'm connected to like spiritually to another like higher force or power that's like coming through me, you know? And I like, and it just feels very amazing. I mean, it feels, yeah, hmm. I, it's, that's the only way I can explain it. <laughs> well, sometimes it's hard to put words around some of those very intense spiritual feelings. Could you talk about the first time that you've actually experienced that? I can't even remember the first time I did, but um, let me think back. Well, I do remember one moment I was in a scene and I probably had experienced it before this, but this was a, a weird one. Like I was doing a scene with someone and it was almost like their eyes became like the ocean. And it was like, mm. I was, while I was doing the scene with them, I felt like I was like swimming in the, in the ocean of their eyes. <laughs> well, that's, uh, well, first of all, for, for someone who's saying, I don't remember the first time. I mean, that sounds pretty specific <laughs> and intense. Okay. On any drugs or anything, it's just <laughs> that I was just caught up in the moment. Wow, I mean, that's um, there's a lot of people who go through life at the surface who never actually dig deep like that. And it sounds like you've had at least one experience where you truly were it's not drug induced, but it could be as more of a spiritual moment. I mean, that's pretty powerful that you um were able to experience that and share about that. Thanks, yeah, it was pretty cool. I hope everyone gets you know to experience things like that. Well, and then I guess the question for you then, Jessica, do you prefer to go by Jessica or Jess? What do you prefer to go by? A lot of people call me Jess. But Jess? One. Okay, fair. So Jess, how looking back, you know, in the career that you've had, because again, you're in a lot of different um, productions that are out there. How have you changed, let's say, during all this time? I mean, because you must have evolved as a person during all the different things that you've done. I mean, how have you evolved as a person? Well, I think when I first started acting, um, I actually, it took me a lot more time to like open up emotionally. Um, And that's kind of part of what I was talking about with the, you know, the day-to-day thing, you know, and it's almost like we're taught in many societies to kind of repress our emotions. Um, And, you know, if, if you're crying, someone says, stop crying. Or even if it's like being nice, they just like, don't be upset, you know? but it's, it's okay to have your different feelings. And I had to really struggle with that to be a better actor, to, you know, kind of learn how to, that it was okay to open up and express different things. And um, throughout the years and learning how to do that and getting better at it, I just feel like I'm much more of an open person. And I've, you know, it's actually, it helps you to regulate your emotions a little bit better. And because you, you're healthy with them instead of stuffing them down and, you know, holding things in. Yeah, that's a great call out. In uh, Western society, we're often told to stop crying, to put those emotions down. So uh, the idea of being an actor and expressing that, it seems to be the opposite of what we're taught. So I think that's a great call out. So for you, Jess, um, 
What's one thing that you're trying to work on? I know this sounds like almost like a job interview, but I know there's got to be something in your life that you're trying to work on within yourself. What might that be? Yeah, there's a lot of things. I have so many New Year's resolutions. Um, something I'm trying to work on. Well, definitely like self-love a little bit more. Okay. Okay. But I think I'm getting better at it. I caught myself talking to myself this morning and I was being really sweet to myself. I was like, you're so cute. You try so hard every day. <laughs> um, wow. It's getting better. Yeah. But yeah, I think fully accepting myself. Um, I think that's important. Um, and also just, you know, finding happiness in, in little things. Um, mm. Because, you know, sometimes I get, you know, kind of unimpressed, you know, I've had some great experiences in my life, but then, you know, sometimes in the everyday stuff, it's like, you, you're kind of disappointed. You're like, this is all it is. Like you want more fun or you want more excitement or you want more, more something. And, um, just learning how to be like, okay, this is, this, this is fine. Just taking a walk around the block is nice. You know, the sunshine is nice. Well, first of all, that is extremely insightful. Um, let's talk about the self-love thing, right? Because a lot of times people are very hard on themselves. It's very easy to get wrapped up in your own cognitive distortions, your own negative self-talk. How did you start down that pathway of promoting your own self-love? Because a lot of people don't do that. I'm just being aware, I guess, noticing that I wasn't having great self-love for a bit. Hmm. Kind of, you know, was a red flag to myself, but... Um, now I just try to, when I start feeling, you know, down on myself, I really just try to think almost of myself as if I were my own best friend or if I were, you know, dating myself and I was trying to make myself feel better, you know, how would I treat me, you know, and, and the things that I would say to a best friend or to a partner, um, you know, the loving way that I would treat them and the way that I would see them, I have to treat myself that way. You know, even sometimes I take myself on dates or, you know, yeah, I just like to, to love myself in that way. It feels good. Yeah. Well, first of all, again, it's interesting to hear you talk about this because I actually teach a lot of courses on um, how does one make themselves feel better? And it's always in the framework of what you're talking about, which is if your friend or your partner was struggling with confidence issues, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them? And it sounds like regardless of how you got there, you're able to do that very well. And I want to commend you on that. I think that's a, a skill set that a lot of people aren't even aware of, let alone follow through with. So I think that's pretty amazing. Thanks. Sure. Uh, you know, so where does the self-awareness come from, right? I mean, self-awareness is something that often, ironically, people are not aware of that they're lacking. Um, but you're somebody who's very self-aware of your own emotions and at some point you got to this. And, and by the way, as I mentioned earlier in the show, people watch this show and have, have written to me and said, I watch the show because I want to hear how other people deal with life. So I'm wondering what advice might you give others who are maybe struggling with their own self-love? Hmm. You know, there, there's good and bad in everything and every person. So you can choose to look at the bad in a person or in yourself, or you can choose to look at the good um, because you know there, it's not possible to be all good and most people are not all bad. So there's always something positive you can, you can look for. I mean, of course I'm far from perfect. There's a lot I could change, but um, 
when it, you know, if I'm down on myself, I'm, I'm not going to have the motivation to want to change those things. So I have to kind of pump myself up to, you know, to be able to have the strength to, to, to better myself, I guess. So I, I mean, really, it's just like it, during my last breakup that I went through that kind of ignited the whole self-love a little bit more because I was really upset and thinking of the ways that he made the things he did for me and the ways he made me feel, I was really going to miss those things, you know? And then I decided, you know, a lot of those things I could actually do for myself, you know? So I could just take what he gave me, the, the things that I was going to miss and sort of just do that for, for me. And then I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, would, I would say it's more than pretty cool. It's pretty freaking awesome the way that you're able to do that. Well, and a lot of people struggle, especially with relationships. They break up with someone and then immediately feel like, okay, I need to find somebody else to fill that void. But you did a lot of self-reflection and said, something I can do. You know, I think that's that's pretty impressive. You said today, earlier today, that you kind of did some self-reflection there's things that you said to yourself do you have a specific mantra that you kind of repeat to yourself to kind of promote that self-love yeah mantra I'm trying to think i do say certain things to myself um, um, catch myself kind of just saying basic things like you know you got this you can do this okay <laughs> just stuff like that <laughs> So that encouragement that maybe historically you may have received from others, you encourage yourself basically. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's another great point, right? Um, a lot of times people feel overwhelmed and say, oh my gosh, I have to like get some self-help tapes or get a journal and write everything in that. But sometimes it's just as simple as a sentence saying, you got this. And that seems to work for you, Jess. Yeah, I think so. Um... Yeah, it, it does help just to see yourself almost like outside of your, like as if you're your own friend. You know, mm. if I, because to my friends, I would always, you know, even if they're struggling or I, you know, I, I see the good in them. I see, you know, you're such a good person and you're trying so hard. And, you know, and so when you see yourself like that, it, it helps to treat yourself with that same kind of kindness. Yeah. I mean, that's, um again, fantastic advice. It's treating yourself as you would treat a dear friend and the way that you give advice. And I think that's pretty impressive that you're able to do that with yourself. So what's next for you? I mean, you've done so much already. So where do you see yourself going? Yeah, last year was kind of a busy year. And then, so I don't know, I don't feel like, it's not that I don't feel motivated, but I'm kind of like, <laughs> I just want to take it slow, you know, kind of just ease into this new year. Um, I'm just working on some writing some new scripts and, um, you know, hoping that I'm going to be a little pickier, I think, with the projects I take, um, because I, I would rather, you know, not like leave home. I'd rather stay home and be close to friends and family and my cat and, you know, boyfriend and everything. And um, rather than leave for a project that I don't really feel super passionate about. So I'm only really going to take stuff that that I feel, you know, is challenging and speaks to me. Well, and that says a lot about your own confidence, right? A lot of times people have trouble with saying no. And a lot of times people just say, yes, I'll do whatever, even if it doesn't fit in with their worldview. And it sounds like you have a very specific worldview and things you want to work on and you have no problem saying no. I'm getting better at it. Okay. We'll talk about that because it sounds like maybe perhaps historically you weren't as good about saying no. No, I mean, you know, 
sometimes it's not easy to get work as an actor. So then you get into this habit of just taking anything that comes your way because you're mm. worried it's not going to work for months after that. Um, but I think just now over time, now that I've, you know, built up my resume and I've, I've worked quite a bit and I have other ways of making income. So it's, it's not like I'm so desperate to work for, to pay the bills, um, which helps. Um, because of that, I, I just, I'm finally to the point where, yeah, I, I don't want to do any more projects that are going to embarrass me or that I won't be like proud to show people. Well, so it's really about building a buffer for yourself that you're able to have the flexibility to say no if you really chose to do that. Yeah. Fair. Okay. That's great. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. Um, okay. So it sounds like, you know, you're going to be working on things that are important to you. You mentioned about writing. Now, obviously not all actors write, but it's clear that you have a history of writing scripts as well. So talk about that. Where does that passion come from? I've always loved writing, you know, ever since I was young, um, but, you know, people told me I should start screenwriting for years and I, I didn't really listen because I was just too busy, you know, focusing on acting. And, and then once I started, I just realized it was something that kind of came second nature to me. Um, I've read so many scripts over the years that I sort of somewhere in a file cabinet, it's like, I already know how to, you know, formulate and like structure scripts. And, um, and I just, the stories are all kind of in me and I don't know, I just kind of, I mean, of course I need to grow and get better um, over time because I'm kind of new to writing um, movies, but, but yeah, I really enjoy it. It's the only other thing I can do for, you know, I could sit and be in the zone for like eight hours and the time just goes by like that. And wow. Yeah. So that's <laughs> nice. Well, the way you're describing it, it's like, yeah, you know, might as well just step outside and get the mail. I mean, you're talking about something that's pretty intense and a lot of people struggle with writer's blocks. I mean, I mean, that says a lot that you're able to sort of delve into that for eight hours at a time. When I'm in the zone. Yeah. I mean, there are times where I'm blocked as well and um, where I'm just not feeling it, but, and that's really unfortunate when you have a deadline for something because you can't just be like, well, I'll just pick it up later. You're like, no, I actually have to finish it today that's when you just have to have like, you have to call someone, maybe talk it out. If you don't have a writing partner that you could talk it out with and, um, you know, get maybe go for a walk, get some, get some sunshine, think about it. Usually like Red Bull, wine, snacks, <laughs> you got the whole thing set up, you know? <laughs> makes sense. Well, right. As a human being, right. We have our needs, whether it's alcohol or caffeine or food. So obviously you're not uh, denying any of that either. So <laughs> that makes sense. Well, first of all, um, again, I want to thank you for sharing kind of your perspective and especially the themes of self-love and also recharging. I think that's another theme that's here, right? It's not just like you can't just go out and do it. You have to recharge and do some things, whether it's eating those things you talked about, drinking those things, or go out and walking. Um, is there anything else that you do to recharge? Uh, doing yoga or some sort of physical activity is always helpful, um, which I don't do enough of, but you know, I want to start taking like dance lessons again and um, going back into yoga class and that kind of stuff really just getting the blood flowing really helps. Okay. No, that's great. It's fantastic. It's the endorphins of moving around, but also doing something you actually like that gets the body moving as well. So we are at about a time here. So I'm wondering um, if you had any final words of wisdom for anybody who may be listening or uh, viewing this. Um, Wisdom, whether it's about self-love or recharging, anything you feel that the listeners and viewers may benefit from? 
um, just, you know, go easy on yourself this year. We've all, you know, been a little challenged the past couple of years. And I would say, you know, even as far as like New Year's resolutions and long lists of things to work on on yourself, like sometimes you just have to kind of let all that go and just take it day by day. And yeah, just everyone's just trying their best. Like we're all human beings. It's, you know, you, you don't have to be perfect. Just love yourself for who you are, imperfections and all. Well, that's well said, and especially because uh, most people that set New Year's resolutions don't actually follow through with them because people yeah. set huge goals for themselves. And it sounds like you're saying, accept your imperfections, don't overdo it, basically. Yeah. Well exactly. said. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jess, I want to thank you again for appearing on the show today and sharing your wisdom and your perspective and some tips about self-love. And um, thank you for sharing that today. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, my pleasure. And I want to, of course, thank all the listeners and viewers who tuned into uh, Brainboro today. On behalf of Jess Morris, this is Mark D. Valenti. Have an amazing rest of your day. You just dug deep with Mark D. Do you want more? Follow Mark on Instagram at Valenti Horror and subscribe to the Brain Burrow Podcast. Thank you.